No sir, I don't like it. Greetings and salutations, friends, family, lovers, acquaintances, people who just randomly found me because I was on Ron Funch's podcast. Hello, everybody. Welcome to No Sir. Uh, no Sir, I don't like it. I'm Carmen Morales. I'm your host, and I've missed you. How about that? I've missed you. I've been uh, I've been AFK, so to speak, for a few months, hiatus. Uh, and if I'm being honest with you, it's just because I was a sad sack. It was because I hadn't done stand-up in so long that uh, I didn't think I was funny anymore. I didn't think I was capable of uh, stringing thoughts together. Um, <laughs> I was in the Princess Bride equivalent of the Pit of Despair. And um, I started recently doing live stand-up again. And holy shit, what a completely different person I am now. I've missed it, and it's been so nice to be able to do it again, and um, I've, I hope you're vaccinated. I hope, I really hope that you guys get vaccinated. If you're on the fence, if you're fearful, uh, if you're scared, I totally get it, um, but I still hope that you do it. I still hope that you do it. I've been vaccinated for a few months now, and, um, and there's no, um, you know, I don't get better Wi-Fi. I haven't gotten, uh, <laughs> the microchips haven't been activated, like, I, there's no side effects so far, like, there's not, like, please, please get vaccinated, um, and, uh, and I get it, I get that if you're scared, I totally understand the, you know, what's, there's a, quote from the, um, some sort of motivational, what was it, Tony Robbins, that guy, that guy's a monster, the guy that walks on fire or whatever, the, like, the, <laughs> what is it, the quality of your life is in direct proportion to the amount of uncertainty you can comfortably live with, and that includes this, my friends, because here's the thing, when it comes down to it, is, I know we don't know, I know we don't completely know. There is no definite understanding of the long-term effects of this. But what we do know is we do know what the disease can do, right? So if you are scared of a maybe, you should be more scared of the thing we definitely know. Um, this isn't going to be a podcast about the pandemic. I want you to know that. I just have to get that out of the way because if people still don't get this fucking vaccine in the most selfish of reasons, I can't do the thing I was put on this fucking earth to do. Because... <laughs> <laughs> and I need it. I need it, friends. So if you're, uh, do it for me. Do it for me. <laughs> do it, uh, for the people who, uh, you know, for the, the things, uh, you know, do it for us. Do it for the greater good. Um, <laughs> so I, uh, I hope you're handling things all right. I hope you're doing okay. Um, if you're not doing okay, I hope you try try really hard to, um, to be okay, to find a place, to get help, any of those things. A lot of people have been hit really hard, and I just don't want to see any more people kill themselves, my friends. I don't want to see that. So if you're in a tight fucking spot, I, if this can reach you in any way, please just keep trying. Um, people are constantly looking for the meaning of life and purpose, and 
all I've done in the last few months is microdose mushrooms and think, and I think what I've come up with is the only point, the only meaning of all of it is to just fucking do it. That's right. It's a Nike ad, my friends. Just fucking participate. Clock in and give it your all. That's the only thing. Because then the only thing that really matters is when you're on your deathbed, right? Whether it be when you're soaring in the air in the middle of an evil Knievel stunt that you've done, or you're, you know, in a hospital bed on a ventilator because you think that the COVID is a hoax. Whatever the case may be, when you are in on your deathbed, you want to have the least amount of guilt and regret that you can. So I think if you try your best and you try hard not to be a dick, that's the best you can do because then you get to tell yourself that when you're in that position. It's part of the reason why I don't really watch a lot of TV. This is very stupid, but it's a part of the reason I don't watch a lot of TV is because I was like, man, when I'm on, when I'm dying and the whole your life flash before your eyes thing happens, I don't want it to just be a bunch of series that I've already watched. Then it's just going to be a bunch of reruns of TV shows that I already watched. I want to have a, like a fucking photo gallery. I want to see like shit that I've done, you know, places I've been, meals I've photographed, whatever the case is. <laughs> but I don't want it to be Shit's Creek again. I already rewatched it two or three times. Uh, I mean, I love a rerun. Don't get me wrong. I love a rerun. But um, when it's the final one, um, I want to see and do and watch the things I have done and the things that I've, you know, and, and don't get me wrong, there is no, no regrets. I, I <laughs> the fact that people have tattooed that and like, try to genuinely believe that I think is the most narcissistic shit I've ever seen in my life. Everybody should have at least one regret, because then that means you at least figured out that you fucked up at some point in your life. And then you go, maybe I don't do that anymore. Yeah, and you try. <laughs> Again, it all goes back to trying. Um, I am, uh, currently, uh, I'm in transient, I'm in a transient state, and by that I mean the state of Florida. Um, I spent the first half of the pandemic in Los Angeles, as you guys know, where they were like, don't go outside, you're gonna fucking die. Don't go outside, delivery only. And then I spent the second half of it, uh, in Florida, where they're like, oh my god, spring break is so long this year. Oh my god. Why did they close the bars for like two weeks? What was that about? And uh, big diff. Big difference. For the longest time, whenever I lick, was living out of my Saturn and just traveling everywhere, I was just like, oh, everything's the same. It's all a strip mall with different things in the strip mall. You either have a higher, like, uh, people who care about, you know, food options strip mall, or you have... There was one time I did a show, and there was, like, the comedy club, um, a, like, what was it, like, a, a bowling, a bowling accessory shop, a Planned Parenthood, and, um, fucking Curves, I think is what it was. It's all just varying degrees of strip malls, but the pandemic has definitely made me, uh, realize that a lot of states handle things incredibly different. And I hope where you are, you're okay. I hope uh, it's not incredibly terrifying to go outside. Again, all this has been is a, a huge lesson in fear management. And I hope you're managing your fear, my friends. <laughs> I hope you're managing your fear. Mm. 
I spent a lot of time with my family in the last few months since I left you guys and um, I am uh, I do I finally understand why some women draw on their children I think I do I think I get it because uh, I love you with every fiber of my fucking being but I think I'm shutting up I get it I get it I am uh, only gonna be here for a little while I have uh, I found some footage by footage, I mean audio footage of uh, me from back when the, it was probably post just after the election. I had just uh, spent a, a couple of weeks in the woods in uh, North and South Carolina, North, North, no, North Carolina, Georgia, and Tennessee, I think it was, um, just camping and stuff like that. And I completely forgotten I had recorded this episode. I obviously should have put it out then, and um, and I didn't totally forgot about it because so much shit had happened and um, it just kind of fell by the wayside and so I'm going to play like a little chunks of it because there was um, some because I found I just found it when I was going to start this up today and I was just like oh my god I totally uh, forgot about that so I'm going to play some of that today so this is going to be a not really best of episode because it's not a bunch of other things but it's going to be me now for a little bit and then me then uh, for a little bit so uh, you're going to hear about my trip in the woods, you're going to hear about, um, and, uh, and among other things. I'm not going to recap it now because, uh, you're going to hear it in a second, so don't even worry about it. Um, I, <laughs> uh, yeah, I have been, I have been doing shows and it's been, uh, it's been really like a night and day situation. Like I genuinely, before gotten to do a few shows, I, I was like, I didn't think I could think funny anymore. I didn't think I was a, I'm finally a whole person again. And I'm so fucking grateful. So grateful. Um, I, uh, so yeah, I've been hanging out with my family a bunch and, and I love them. I, that, obviously that was a, the drowning kids thing was a joke. Um, cause I'm never having kids, but, uh, so I'll never really understand postpartum depression, but I just think I figured it out a little bit. Um, when it, there's a funny thing that they all do, that they all communicate with each other in this really bizarre way where they call each other up and all they do is ask each other, all they do is ask each other about, like, their ailments. Like, it's never, like, an exchange of ideas and, uh, and, <laughs> and pontificating about things. It was, a. Uh, it's, <laughs> it's just like, how's your gout? You know, you still got the water in your knee? Is your daughter still a drunk? Like, <laughs> it's just them checking in on all the things wrong with each other. And uh, it's so funny to me because, you know, my generation, we already are so transparent, more like more than any other generation, more transparent about our mental illness and, and talking about being mentally ill and talking about depression, bipolar, all of those things, you know, destigmatizing things that we had been taught to, uh, to whatever, be ashamed of, I guess. And so then I was just like, dude, when I get old, like, that's all it's going to, it's just going to be me calling my sister up like, Hey, what's up, Michelle? Still want to die? Fucking me too. Like, it's just going to be so one note and boring if that's all that happens when you get older is you just talk about the things that hurt. Oh, my fucking knees kill me. My hips hurt and I guess it's going to rain. I am jealous of that. I'm jealous of the old people that have like fucked up joints that they can predict the weather. Like that would, that'd be really 
cool. At least you, you know, you'd be in pain, but you'd also be useful. It'd be the useful pain where you could figure out, like, oh shit, my pinky toe is acting up again. I guess, I guess the hurricane's getting close. <laughs> so, I'm gonna play for you uh, the first segment, which is um, when I went uh, camping, and I will say. I haven't been camping since, I hadn't been camping since I was a kid, and, I, I, dude, I don't know, it is, <laughs> I don't know why I haven't done it, and I don't remember vividly whether I really enjoyed it all that much when I was a kid. I do remember one time going camping with my parents in Sebastian Inlet, Florida, and my favorite part of the entire camping trip was the fact that we kept getting robbed night after night. Like, we kept getting, like, somebody would come and unzip the tent and, like, steal food out of the cooler. And we finally caught, we finally, like, my parents were fishermen, right? They were always uh, fishing for snook and uh, red red drums or redfish or trout, shit like that. And so we used to go camping in Sebastian because it was so far away so they could go fishing. And uh, we finally pull up into the campsite, and there's like three raccoons, um, and they figured out a way to unzip the fucking tent. We they, they figured out a way to open the cooler. They would like open the bags up and shit. And I was just like, oh my god, these guys are the fucking best. I'm such a huge fan of these trash pandas. Huge fan. Uh, so I remember loving that. And... This was uh, an entirely different experience because, again, I was an adult and um, hadn't hadn't slept outside. And I think it, what it really made me realize is I think I would make a halfway decent homeless person. I think that's what it is. I think if shit goes down, if the apocalypse is real, not like oh my god, it's the apocalypse. How everybody keeps saying, and anytime anything bad happens, it's the end of end of times. But I do think if if things really do go awry. If this is America's, if this Rome is about to fall, so to speak, I think I could do all right. I mean, based on how, like, the over 100,000 homeless people that live in Los Angeles, I think I could pull it off. I think I could pull it off. Um, <laughs> I think that's the key, though, is being homeless in a place that's nice, because it's way better staying in a mountain, you know, on a mountain or on a fucking a grassy knoll so to speak than in skid row that's for sure so i'm gonna play a segment for you uh that i recorded again this was november i don't know some sometime shortly after the election uh november something 2020 and i'm gonna be talking to you about uh, my camping trip and i hope you guys like it i am currently in uh florida um on my birthday, to catch everybody up, on my birthday, I found out my dad has COVID, and um, he's not in the hospital or anything like that, so um, hopefully everything works out okay. So I went and hid in the woods uh, for a little bit, because I obviously couldn't go home while he quarantined, and uh, I went hiding in the woods. I did learn, I learned how to start my own fire and build a fire. Anytime I'd ever been in the woods before, it was always with a dude who insisted that they fuck with the fire. And uh, I figured, you know, it, I didn't know how this election was gonna go, right? A and uh, I was hopeful, but um, I also uh, wasn't gonna call it. It was a, it was one of those bets, I, one of those Super Bowls I wasn't gonna bet on. And, uh, <laughs> 
Because I would have bet with my heart, guys. I would have bet with my heart and maybe lost. So I figured it'd probably be best in case, just in case shit went awry, probably should learn how to survive in the woods pretty good, right? Try to fucking build up those skills. Because I, I never went to the scouts. I don't know how to do none of that shit. So I uh, figured, you know, fucking grown-ass bitch in her, in her 40s. But grown-ass bitch in her 90s, right? I'm in my 30s. Um... So I did. I learned how to start a fucking fire. And this is the harder part. I learned how to keep it going. I kept a fire going for seven hours, motherfucker. Wood fire. I had. I got so good at it by the end of this trip that I grilled burgers on a wood fire. I was pretty excited about it. Yep. Made a lot of... Made a lot of dog-shaped... Uh, hot dog-shaped uh, meats in that fire. And s'mores, of course. I only remember ever having s'mores in the, uh, when I was a kid. Not a big fan. Like, I think I like the crunch of the graham cracker, and I love a charred marshmallow. I know there's a there's a big varying degree on the temperature in which you should enjoy your roasted marshmallow. Some people don't like any of the black stuff. Some people are very whites only when it comes to it. They just want the heat. They just want a little, little caramel, a little bubble on the outside, you know? Some people uh, like it burnt to a fucking crisp, you know? They want it crunchy. They want a crunch char on the outside I'm a big fan of that on my Brussels sprouts when I'm roasting my Brussels sprouts I like a couple little burnt flakes in there you know uh, adds a little charcoal to your stomachs good for digestion uh, but the <laughs> but the uh, and some people like it in the middle you know they only like half of it burnt I have I have found that I do like a char on the outside but I don't like to leave it in so long that uh, that it makes a, a completely gooey mess when you bite into it. I like to keep a little bit of the structural integrity of the marshmallow personally. But what I did accidentally invent is uh, while I was out there, I brought oatmeal cookies, the R-Way oatmeal cookies, which are no raisins, just regular ass oatmeal cookies. I brought those out into... Um, because they're extra soft, right? And then I roasted a marshmallow, right? Got it. A super char on the outside, gooey on the inside. Slam that bitch in between two of those cookies. And I made campfire oatmeal cream pies. And let me tell you something. Fuck a s'more. These oatmeal cream pies were so goddamn good. Listen, man, I... <laughs> There's not a lot I like to fucking toot my own horn about. One is my ability to make an audience laugh. And two is fucking my stoned brain coming up with something delicious to fucking uh, pig out on. This shit was so good, man. Uh, if you're ever at a goddamn campfire, get the R-Way oatmeal cookies, roast yourself some marshmallows, and slam that bitch in between. Boom. Slam it. Ooey gooey on the outside. I'll post a picture of it in the group. It was so fucking good. And what I did... <laughs> Because this whole time, dude, this whole entire time, I was uh, I was off the grid. I was off the grid. I wasn't really going online um, at all. Uh, and not just like social media, but just at all. And there's a there's a there's a there's positive and there is negatives of unplugging like for instance sure i wasn't being bothered by all, all of the contention of people talking about the election that was about to happen and voting and not voting I, I i was away from all that sure absolutely that was a fucking dream but also <laughs> but also i was also completely unaware of uh, the trajectory of the hurricane that just recently passed through i was unaware 
that it was uh, it was going so far inland that I was going to be affected by it. And uh, <laughs> all I saw on the weather was that it was going to rain. I didn't know anything about that. Like, I didn't know anything uh, further than that. The weather just said it was going to rain. And I was like, oh, all right, we're going to have to camp in the rain which is fine, you know, just make sure, make sure the shit doesn't touch the sides of your tent so water doesn't leak in, you know, I get it, try to keep the tarp, done. I made all the necessary arrangements preparing for a rain camp, but then the next morning, uh, we're staying, we're in a camp, at a campsite in the, in the Smoky Mountains, right, and little, like, like, this was such a mom and pop campground that when I turned into it I was like surely this isn't the place this is somebody's backyard <laughs> like that's how I can I was like is this the house of a thousand corpses motherfuckers like is this the real world one where <laughs> there's just like a guy named Bob and a chick named Kathy that are just renting out their yard to people who are willing uh because there's whitewater rafting nearby and it was a, it turned out being great. It was super awesome. Uh, camping in the off season, which I think this is, is like right, right before the season quote unquote closes, um, where they stop letting you stay in the actual like park because, uh, the roads start getting too, it starts getting too cold that the roads get icy and shit like that. Uh, I highly recommend that. And I, and I don't, I also don't know if it's part of it is because of COVID, but there was no people. It was so fuck like you wanted like I was I didn't see people. I didn't see people. It was great. So anyways, I wake up after this like and and believe me, it was a little hard to sleep because of how severe this fucking I woke up finding out that I had like camped in a tropical storm like the fucking hurricane had came so far in that one of the bands went over where I was at and I slept through a fucking tropical storm and there was a river there was a, a slight stream that had formed underneath the tent that I was sleeping in listen just to give you an idea how bad it was I found out the guy that owned the campground, Bob, Bob, the guy that owned the campground was fucking worried. <laughs> Went in to get some firewood and his wife was just like, yeah, Bob was worried about you out there. <laughs> no, I couldn't believe you. You were just in a tent. <laughs> Whoopsie. Um, but, you know. Coleman's getting a goddamn good review. I'll tell you that. I'm going on Amazon and good and writing a good review. I'm going on fucking the Coleman website. That little tent was it was resilient. There was the only thing that happened was like there was a little tiny puddle in the corner, um, and I think that was just because the rain was like you know just kind of like it, it was so fucking windy that it was just like blowing into the tent too, but. I think ultimately can't all camping is is just spiders watching you try to survive. That's all it fucking is, man. There was so many goddamn spiders. I think that's how so many spiders end up in our apartments and our homes and shit is I think they the starter the starter place is a tent. Cuz man, I <laughs> when I woke up after that fucking tropical storm, there was there was a small city of spiders residing in the top of that fucking tent. And I was like, dude, like, and they're just all there watching. <laughs> just, they're just perched, you know, perched on your temporary home watching you try to start a fire. Like, 
Man, fuck these eight-legged fucks. Like, dude, I bet that's how that ha- I think I bet that's how they get into the apartments is they're like they find a tent. They go, "Oh shit, we don't have to we don't have to weather the storm. These these little these little things are useful." And then they're like and then they start getting all what was that old uh, sitcom? Move it on up to an apartment. Like then they start moving in. You know. It was weird, but it was also super fun. Uh, I I might have been a little obsessive about the fire situation. Sure. Did I burn several bundles of firewood in one night? Absolutely, I did. I started that fucking fire at 6 p.m., and I had that bitch go until 1 a.m. Like, I was, I was clocked in. <laughs> it was, uh, it was so cool. I started getting too into it. You know, I could tell because like a few hours in, I was like, oh, she needs she needs more air on this side. She needs more wood on this side. Like I started being like an unintentional hippie, like where the fire's talking to me. And it wasn't even on shrooms, guys. I was straight up fucking sober. Maybe a little weed. Maybe a little weed. Sure. Taking slow-mo videos of me roasting this fucking uh, <laughs> roasting these jalapeno beef kielbasas I brought. I think if you're going to camp, you should do those little those little tidbits of, uh, you know, fanciness to really counter the act, counter the fact that you smell like a fire. Because that's the other thing, too, is like so many of my clothes, even after I wash them, still smell like a fucking fire. No lighter fluid. Yeah, boys. No fucking lighter fluid. None at all. Fucking kindling. You know, there's a bunch of dry leaves. Fucking pack that bitch in. So fucking proud of myself. I can't tell you. <laughs> That's what happens when you camp in your 30s and you haven't camped since you were 10. Uh, so fun. I did get to see elk. I saw live elk. Not like just one, like a rando dude, right? But I saw a duder and his entire fucking gaggle of bitches. Like I saw a whole elk community. There was like fucking one, probably like 12 ladies and a couple babies, probably like 12 ladies, three babies, a young male who was just getting his sprouts on, like getting his horns, you know, he had them baby horns, and then a fucking big dude, full rack, like this is my domain, and he looks so badass, ugh, it's, he looks so badass, it triggered my fucking testosterone, dude, because I was just like, I will, I will provide too, I will uh, keep a bunch of bitches safe. I was like, oh, man, that guy's, that fucking elk's talking to me. It was nice. Went to the top of a mountain where I could see over the clouds. So I couldn't even see the fucking mountains because all the clouds were there. And it was, it felt like I was in a plane, but I wasn't moving. Like, that's how high up it was. I was at the top of a, this place called Klingman's Dome. It's where they have this little tower at the top of this fucking mountain and it was so goddamn cold it was weird man like you could see you were like in the actual clouds like that's how high up this shit was and uh thin ass air and my fat ass walked all the way to the top did i stop absolutely me and a couple dogs took (laughs) there were people there that were (laughs) i'm glad they had like rocks throughout i guess it's because it's like you know it's not just being a fat ass i would love to just take all the credit for it but it was also because there was no goddamn oxygen 
because the altitude was so fucking high. It was it's the highest point of all of the Smoky Mountains. And um, and it was so funny because there was all these dudes trying to go and like, it doesn't bother me. I wonder if there is like a correlation for like because all the ladies were stopped. Every goddamn rock had a bitch waiting, like, in her, in there. Just, just go without me. Just fucking leave me. I don't give a shit. Just go. I can't do it. I don't want you to see me struggle. <laughs> but there was even a couple dogs that were like, <sighs> but it was nuts to go there at this particular time because this is right when fall meets winter, right? So you go all the way up there and it's cold, like. You're going from the bottom of the hill to the top of the hill, just the part where you're walking. It's it's a change of like 20 degrees. Like it was like 50 when we got out of the car and then you get to the top, it's like fucking 30 and the wind is blowing and there's and the clouds are moving so goddamn fast. It was like it was like walking through a time lapse video. It was insane. Highly recommend. Highly recommend. Um I'm pretty, uh, I, I do want to just say publicly, I guess this is as public as it gets, but uh, I'm super proud that Joe Biden and his caretaker made it into office. I'm fucking really proud, man. Uh, I didn't throw a parade or anything like that, um, but I did uh, silently enjoy it. And I have been also enjoying so many of the memes. Jesus Christ. Man, they're, I love the way people have been able to manifest their rage into hilarious uh, images. It's, it's just been one of my favorite things. Um, like, who knew memes were a coping mechanism? <laughs> but that's, like, what's fucking happening? Uh, I went to... <laughs> Um, hi, I hope you guys are enjoying this episode of No Sir Pod. I just want to remind you, uh, first of all, welcome back and welcome me back. And second of all, I hope you're still subscribed to the podcast. If you aren't, please do. Uh, if you're new to the podcast, subscribe, write a nice little review on the Apple podcasts. Make sure following, uh, at, at No Sir Pod. Make sure following me at the funny Carmen, uh, go to CarmenMorales.com for all of your Carmen Morales needs, including my entire fall date. And, um, so you guys could come see me, please get vaccinated. If you're going to come to the show, um, I hope uh, <laughs> I hope you're enjoying this uh, very bizarre, but also in uh, fun uh, episode, and uh, we'll we'll jump back into it. I just wanted to remind you to follow all the things, do all the things, and it, it's good to have you back. It's good to have me back. I'm glad to be back with you. My parents bought a boxer during the pandemic. They got a boxer that I've been hanging out with, and. He is like a bad kid, like a Dennis the Menace, so to speak. He is uh, very adorable and very much an asshole. And I fucking love it. I'm totally here for it. I don't know what it is about me and my affinity for... <laughs> I call it a touch of dick, right? Not too touch of dick, but uh, when it's somebody who just has just, the, just a tiny, just a touch of... Uh, fucking asshole in them, you know, just enough to make you go, but not enough to genuinely like be trying to upset people and, you know, make people mad and stuff like that. Um, 
not, yeah, like a dollop, a dollop of dick, if you will. <laughs> I love a dollop of dick. That also seems like it should be a short dick, a small dick joke. Um, but it's not. Not dick shaming, not here. Um, <laughs> but I, uh, I think he's so great. And he, he's, I can't tell if he's really smart and a dick or if he's really dumb. I can't figure it out. Um, but I do know that him and I are absolutely friends, and I think he sees that I'm a touch of dick as well. I'm a dollop of dick as well. So we get along well, and, uh, and I like it. He doesn't seem to mind, um, that I smoke weed, which is nice. And sometimes he goes... <laughs> he always wants to sniff it, but then he sneezes it out. Um, and then he runs around like a crazy person. And then he passes out. Which, you know, so do I. So I think it's working. Um, I'm not one of those get your animals high person at all. I'm not like holding him down and blowing it in his face or anything like that. Uh, I did, I do remember, cause, just because, you know, every, every animal, we don't really know the long-term effects. It's not like they can tell us. But I, <laughs> this just made, reminded me of when I, back when I was living in uh, Chicago, uh, my roommate had this pug who was massive. He wasn't like, he was just, I think his, it, it didn't help that he had a small head and a fucking fat ass body. And he was one of those dudes that had like a cute enough face. He was like not even, not even an old dog yet, but his tongue would always stick out. He was one of those kind of pugs. And uh, he was just always looking for a snack. And I came home from the road. I'd been on the road for like two months or something. And I didn't even really unpack yet. And uh, he used to come visit me. He'd always come into my room and want to hang out and see what's up. And, uh, I had totally forgotten that somebody after a show had given me a weed rice crispy treat, um, that had a, a, qu a question mark amount of weed in it. I didn't know that this was, you know, back before, back before everything had a label on it. And, uh, so... <laughs> I go to like, oh, I'll eat it because I wanted to go back. Because I'm not a big edibles person. Uh, I, lo I love flour. It's my favorite way to consume marijuana personally. I don't mind the vapes. I, I also don't mind like a little bit of a uh, little bit of uh, an edible. But it, I, it just always takes me out. It's just make, zonks me out. Same thing with dabs. Not not a huge dab person. Um, so anyways, I'm like, oh, I'll just eat it. I'll eat pieces of it over time. I go in to, to eat to get it out of my bag. And he had dug under, because my bag was like underneath my bed. He had dug underneath my bed, into my bag, pulled it out, ate the whole thing, and then was stoned, I'm not kidding, for three fucking days. That pug was a, <laughs> that pug was a fucking lump for three days, just stoned out of his mind. And I remember I was like freaking out, like worried about him and stuff. And uh, she called the vet because she well, we were both worried. It, it's not even my fucking pug, but I was like, oh my god, I don't want to kill her pug. I don't even know what this what happens, you know. Called the called the vet. The vet was just like, you're just gonna have to wait it out. Like, there's nothing you can do. Like, even if he throws it up, he's still gonna be high. Like, so for three days, man, I just pet him, and he just. <laughs> <laughs> I it does make me wonder like what the fuck dogs think about in general but then also like how that alters their thought like what if it's like dude that was crazy like do dogs go, <laughs> do dogs go on like edible trips and fucking 
does a you know does taking a shit outside have more meaning or <laughs> chasing the mailman seem foolish after he's eaten a questionable amount of milligram edible man I was doing a lot of that too I was doing edibles to try to cope too aside from the uh, microdosing mushrooms and uh, there was this time I went to take like I was like oh you know I'll do uh, I'll get I'll get, you know, to eat an edible and take a shower, you know, because I love a high shower. I don't really love a high shower. And I was like, I'll take an edible and take a shower. That'll kill an hour and a half, right? And um, <laughs> I took what I thought was a 15 milligram edible and then ended up, I found out later, which explained a lot, that it was a 150 milligram edible. And very big difference. Very, very big difference. Um, and I was so fucking high. Like, I was like, ooh, high. Like, I was making that sound for probably about three hours. Um, I was so ripped. And I was doing that thing that, like, women do a lot of times when they're in the shower, but they don't want anybody to know where they run their fingers through their hair and then they slap the dead hair on the wall. I was doing that. And <laughs> just really enjoying my scalp massage and then, like, just comforting myself. And then also, like, <laughs> just, you know, slathering. I was making a fucking chinchilla on the wall, I guess. I don't know what the fuck was happening. but And then I, I looked over at the wall. I looked over at my work, I guess. And I totally had one of those uber-religious people moments where, you know, they're like, Jesus, he's in the toast. I can see Jesus's face in the toast. I totally had one of those moments, uh, except I saw myself and was like, dude, that's me. I made me out of hair without even realizing it. And um, I took a picture of it and I posted it online and and then somebody was like, that should be a shirt. And then I made t-shirts from <laughs> from this high-ass fucking story. Um, so by the way, if you guys want to it's a Carmi's Army t-shirt that has me as a hair baby on it. <laughs> I'll post a picture of the I'll post a picture of the shirt and uh the <laughs> the shirt and the picture from my bathroom wall so you guys can see it. I'll post it in the group. Um I'll also be posting the pictures I had mentioned in the the other segment from the camping trip as well into in the group chat as well. In the in the group. If you aren't uh in uh, the Carmi's Army slash No Sir Pod Facebook group, please join it um, because all of the social medias have algorithms and this is kind of the loophole around it. So if you guys want to see whatever I'm posting, sharing, um, I will always uh, put it in there. Um, we, I'm also uh, have, had a pre-recorded uh, Grave of the Week and so I'm going to play that segment for you now. And um, we will get into some dislikes that uh, folks have, and um, <laughs> there's a lot of good ones. I recently had a personal dislike that I, I couldn't stand, which was, um, I can't, oh my god, stop snoring. That's the box where he's snoring right now. Um, I guess, <laughs> I can't believe I'm getting heckled right now by a dog snore. Um, I can't stand it. I can't fucking stand it. Like, these people, they just suspend all logic. 
there's just no logic to it. Um, like I was talking to my, who was I talking to? I was talking to my dad about it. And this, uh, but it's just the, the idea of like, oh, well, if they make us get the vaccine, then what else are they going to make us get? If it's, are they going to, and look, I, here's the thing is I understand the, you don't want another Patriot Act situation. I get that. I get that. They said that they were going to do a thing and it's only going to be, you know, because 9-11 happened, it's only going to be for like three or five years. And then after five years, they did it another three years and now it's just ongoing. And I get that. And they t basically took away, um, you know, our, our rights to privacy. I get that. And I, that it is a genuine fear and it's a genuine concern. Um, the difference is, uh, as far as the vaccine goes, you are fucking with not only the our economy, uh, but you're fucking with everyone else's health too. Here's the if the if if this disease was something that only affected you, I don't think I think you should fucking be able to die if you fucking want to. I I totally get that. But the fact that you're affecting everybody else's life, then it's like you are literally infringing on the rights of other people. Uh, and that's the thing I have a problem with. So there is an element to uh, that I, I get that the fear, I understand it, I understand the concern, but at the same time, I'm really on the other side of this. I'm really on the other side of fucking, let's make this fucking, in this one regard, let's fucking Russia this shit up and you need to get it. Um, <laughs> take a stab, kid. Take a stab. Um, I can't stand it. And because the, the logic is always like, well, if, if, uh, if they make us do this, what else are they going to make us do? And there's always like a jump in logic where it's just like, you know, gay people get married. What's next? We're going to marry, we're going to marry our dogs. Like there's always like a, a, a jump to, that's just like to such a degree of ridiculousness that there's like, okay, well, what do you... How am I supposed to talk to you like a human being that is rational when you say things like that? Um, like, that was the, yeah, that was, it was just a lot of those conversations. Like I said, I'm not going to dive into that, but that shit was annoying as fuck, is all I'm saying. Annoying as fuck. Um, so we're going to get into some grave of the weeks. We got a, I got a, we got a letter. We. I keep saying we. I think it's for my multiple personalities. Got a letter from tried and true longtime fan, uh, SR Young, the colonel. The colonel's here. He writes and says uh, the, the, the subject of this email is open signs and, quote, born again. No, sir. I don't like businesses that leave their open signs on or out when they're closed. Okay, that's enough to make anybody bad. Nobody wants to get out of their car just to get back in their car. It makes, uh, that shit is infuriating. I've done that plenty of times, especially at restaurants when they always have those fucking kitschy little signs that it's not just open or closed or whatever. It'll be like, uh, I, yeah, I know, I get what you're saying. Yeah, fuck them. Um, it says, the colonel writes, I recently tried to drop off my dry cleaning an hour after the business was scheduled to open. The doors were locked, the lights were on, and the hours of the operation were posted. I waited 15 minutes. The doors remained locked. The same week, 
a woman asked me in the middle of a business meeting, quote, you've been born again, right? Unquote. Upon stating, I got it right the first time. I was asked to leave. <laughs> Holy shit, I'm sorry. I'm just such a bad reader. Upon stating, I got it right the first time. I was asked to leave and did not get the new contract. No, sir. I don't like being asked that question either. But in the South, one gets accustomed to it. How the fuck... You want to talk about the separation of church and state? What about the separation of church and money, bro? Like, why is God even in this business meeting? Unless you're in the church business. You know what I'm saying? Like, by the way, the church scam is, is brilliant. I mean, I think I think Scientology, if, if anything, has taught us that. That uh, God, like any sort of God is a good business. Anyways, he uh, the colonel writes, after leaving the meeting and having the afternoon free now, I stumbled upon an oasis, a distillery, in a small, conservative, evangelical community and decided to have a few drinks. The light on the open sign was on and a chalkboard stating they were open was on the sidewalk, but the doors were locked. See attached photograph. Had to, had to binge listen to No Sir Pod to find humor in my otherwise dreadful day. Thanks for all that you do, S.R. Young. Oh, currently in uh, BFE, South Carolina. I was in BFE, Georgia, slash BFE, North Carolina. And I think we drove through South Carolina. No, we, I don't think I, think. I think I dodged it. I think I dodged it. He includes a uh, picture of the <laughs> chalkboard sign that says, Sugar Tit Moonshine is open f for tasting tours. And then it's a picture of Sugar Tit Distillery with an open sign. In a very incredibly locked door. Uh, I will include these pictures as well in the group. If you aren't part of the, uh, in the group, in the Facebook group, uh, please do it. I'll also post them on the Instagram then so you guys can have them if, you, uh, if you're against Facebook. I also understand uh, that as well. We got a lot of uh, grapes of the week this week, so I'm going to start diving into some of them. I'm pretty stoked about it. It, uh, <laughs> a lot of people bitching about a lot of things. I didn't think it was, I thought it was going to be light this week because of, uh, you know, the, all the good things that happened. And by that, I just mean the election going in the direction that we were hoping for. I don't know if, uh, things are going to get better. I do know, like I did see that, uh, Biden was going to use the plan that they had implemented or that they had constructed back in 2013 in case of a, the, the uh, in case of a pandemic, break this glass plan that him and Obama had uh, mustered up. So I'm pretty excited to see about what parts of that they're going to implement. But how does one start <laughs> treating something in the middle of something? How do we go? How do we implement a plan in the middle of the pandemic? Since it's not the beginning, you know, uh, I, I don't know how that's going to happen. There's so many people who are emboldened. You know, I do think that Trump could have won. I think Trump could have won if they just had just a few more flags, you know. I think that's where <laughs> they went wrong is if they just had a few more Trump flags, I think it would have helped. I got real nervous because when I was in the woods, man, like Georgia, North Carolina, South Carolina, Tennessee, there was a lot of Trump. There was a lot of Trump signs. And the thing was, is they were all in front of like nice homes, like you know, not shanties, homes that had like jet skis in front of them, fucking boats, shit like that. 
What's crazy, though, is like a lot of that. And I'm certain there are plenty of physical Republicans that voted for Trump j- specifically just for money because they're pro big money. Um, but the, a lot of the mentality of like keeping America great. Or, or excuse me, making America great and then following up with keeping America great is. If you were already doing well. What needed to be made great? I like that. That's the part I just. I, I still can't fucking wrap my lady brain around. Anyways, let's get into the grape of the week. Let's get into the grape of the week. Grape of the week from John Stegall is gas-powered leaf blowers. Now, as a person who's lived in Los Angeles for what fucking five years now, they <laughs> the gas-powered leaf blower is pretty much our rooster. You know, they're they are the sounds that wake us up at six o'clock in the morning. And it's it's fucking brutal. It's fucking brutal. And I don't to be honest with you, I don't know if the electric ones are that much less loud. But I knew the the gas powered ones probably are. Yeah, they probably are louder. But um, yeah, it's strange. That does suck, man. Uh, <laughs> he also writes. He can hear one a half a mile away, and it bugs me. Yeah, well, you know, imagine if they're right outside your fucking window, John, you know? Also, I like to bust uh, John's balls a little bit because the motherfucker owns a lake. You know, go out on the boat. Go out on the boat. I bet you don't hear it there as much. The other thing that I I did want to bring up about camping is, um, holy shit, does sound travel. <laughs> Man, you can really hear everything going on in a campsite for sure. Gripe of the week from Nick D's is people that give you an entire story just to answer a simple question. <sighs> yeah, yeah, yep. I've gotten that when it was an obligatory question. Like if I was at a coffee shop, a barista asked me about fucking what I wanted him I was like you know I get a kind of a pain a kind of a pain in the ass coffee order um and it's because I love a sugar substitute specifically agave that's my go-to I love agave like I love an agave latte with half and half instead of milk you know and it's a lower glycemic index and it still tastes like a fucking milkshake I'm on board give it to me and I can't remember I think I just asked for that I just think I made my order and then somebody basically told me a 15 minute story or 20 minute like fucking like and there's people in line behind me just told me about how they even heard about agave and wanted to tell me all about like okay dude yeah it's in tequila too can we move this along so all these people stop hate looking at me like I'm at the fucking post office that's me taking a sip of uh, my agave latte. He, <laughs> Nick Dees goes on to write, I work with this, ag- I go, <laughs> Nick goes on to write, I work with a girl who anytime a customer says anything, that's even the slightest bit interesting. She's like, oh, when I was a kid, uh, blah, 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 blah. And then it comes to five to 15 minute story out of nowhere that we weren't asking for. Yeah. Yeah, that's fucking brutal, dude. Uh, I hate that shit. <laughs> any long time listeners go back I mean Brian and I talked about that at nauseum about fucking being held socially hostage and it is it's just people wanting to over talk here's the thing that I can't fucking stand how about this fucking little add on is how about 
anytime anybody says quote at the end of the day unquote in anything that they're saying they have already been talking for an entire fucking day how about that or when whenever they say long story short the story is already too fucking long buddy it's already too long just wrap it up give you like i wish i, I want to give people the light socially can i do that without being a fucking asshole Sometimes it's just like, and listen, I've been guilty of it too. It's usually if I'm stoned, but you know what I do? I catch myself and I fucking apologize because I know I'm rambling. Thank God for the podcast where you guys are forced to listen to it. By the way, if you're not subscribed, please subscribe to the podcast. You fucking jerks. Why wouldn't you be? I love you. You love me. Let's, uh, let's show it. You know, let's not just say it. Let's, uh, let's be accomplices. Don't be allies. Subscribe to the podcast. Write a review for me on the fucking Apple iTunes or whatever the fuck they call it. The Apple podcast. Email me. Do you have something that you don't like? Do you want to bitch about it? Do you want to have some kind of catharsis of listening to me bitch about the thing? Or making fun of you because I disagree about the thing that you like? Email me. NoSirPod at gmail.com. Make sure you're following the podcast at NoSirPod. Are you following me at the funny Carmen? Also, if you're doing really well, maybe you're one of those people who is thriving in this pandemic and just low-key don't want anybody to know about it because you don't want to make anybody feel worse about their 2020. I have a Patreon. You can give me money. Why would I ever stop you from doing that? Patreon.com slash NoSirPod. I got a bunch of, uh, I just, uh, because I just finally got settled from the woods. Uh, I'm, I'm in Florida. I still can't go to my parents' house, which was the whole point of me coming here. Because my pops is still positive, and I've been arguing with them about that. Very frustrating. Very frustrating to argue with somebody when they they have a disease. <laughs> oh my god! Still, I'm still capable of busting their balls, though. Let's go back to the gripe of the weeks. Gripe of the week from Julia Noran is the expression "quote unquote take a leak." Aren't you actually leaving a leak? Yeah. Yeah, taking one would be like if you wanted somebody to piss on you, I think, right? Isn't that, that's, I think take a leak should be, that should be what the golden shower is. I mean, the golden shower is pretty descriptive. I think we're all, we can all agree on that. Like, sure, that's par for the course as far as it's right, it's correct. You know, some of those stupid uh, pet names for disgusting things like the Dirty Sanchez, stuff like that, like, because it's a mustache and shit smeared on your upper lip, like, some of them make sense, some of them, like, don't, I think, like, the Alabama Hot Pocket, where you take a shit in someone's pussy, like, that one's not, that one's kind of weird, uh, but I think the Golden Shower's accurate, but I think Take a Leak would be just as effective describing you pissing on somebody leaving a leak yeah if you left a leak dude i fucking left a link on that bank building like it sounds like you pissed on the fucking uh, building i think it's accurate i agree it should be leave a leak but then again so many people they say they say things so so wrong all the time um who knows I bet you it was originally leave a leak and then some moron said take a leak and everybody just stepped quoting them like ironically on at first and then it caught on and now it's what been 150 years later we're still saying it wrong. Aaron Hyde's gripe of the week is Trump hasn't killed himself yet. At this point why would he? <laughs> you know. <laughs> He's also 75 or 70 whatever. He's fucking old. Uh 70 hundred or something. He's not going to kill himself. The man loves himself too much to kill himself. T 
Did you guys see that he was trying to sue? <laughs> he was trying to sue states because he didn't win in them. Oh my god, such a funny, such a funny, uh, horrific thing that's happening. Stuart Greenberg's rape of the week is, oh my gosh, wearing a mask and not covering her nose. It's the equivalent of the lowrider pants craze, but this one can kill you. I have... Uh, I was doing, at the beginning of this, I was doing a silly joke about how that was, like, my, fir my first petty moment during uh, quarantine is I saw a woman who had a bedazzled mask. And now everybody's wearing a fancy, like, plenty of broads are wearing a fancy mask. But this was before that was happening. This was the only kind of mask people were rocking were, like, the surgical ones with the N95 thinking printed on the side. Or a t-shirt, if you were poor. Or a t-shirt cut up. And, uh... I <laughs> my first petty moment was I saw this one wearing this gorgeous. She probably dropped like fucking forty dollars on this stupid mask, which I was like, I'm sure isn't fucking N95. I'm sure it's not even like fucking surgical grade to keep you safe. But there's rhinestones on it, and everybody knows every all the especially the broads that listen to this. Every all the women know you buy a pair of shoes with fucking rhinestones on them, you're gonna lose two of them the first time you wear it. So it was like, oh, you're gonna buy a thing, it's gonna fall apart. What do you, how are you gonna wash it without those fucking rhinestones falling off? And then she was wearing it under her nose. And here's the bit part. The bit part is the whole point of us wearing these fucking things on our face is to cover the three holes on our mouth, on our face. Cover the three holes, the two little ones and the big gobberoni. If you're only covering the big one, that's 33% of the holes. That's a failing grade. Fucking pull it together. Not pull it together. Just pull it up. Just pull it up. I don't know if that's like, I think I think I don't know if that kind of mentality is just like, oh, I, I'm I'm fine. I'm not scared of this, but I don't want to get anybody else sick. So it's like I'll take it in. I can take this fucking disease, but I'm not going to spit on anybody else. I don't know if that's the mentality. I don't know if it's people being lazy, but yeah, dude, just pull it up. They're even selling they're selling like I don't know if you guys have seen this, but they're selling a fucking cup you can put on your face. It's almost like a jock strap for your mouth to put under your mask so you can breathe a little better. So it'll pu push, push it out a little bit just so you're not, like, you know, smearing your lipstick on your lips or fucking, uh, what's it called, you know, get like sucking the, sucking the paper in, your mask paper in into your mouth. They sell a little cup for your face, a little fucking jock strap for your mouth so you can breathe easy. Jasmine Gong's gripe of the week is, I hate it. When people have defensive responses to benign observations. For example, me. Hey, the baby has a rash. We should use diaper cream on it until it goes away. Person. I know that. I always use diaper cream when I see a rash. I know all the things. Ugh. I'm trying to effectively communicate. I don't think you're a bad person. A fucking yeah, no problem would have sufficed. Sidebar. I am not the person who was mean to you earlier in the day. You can be nice. Yeah, that sounds like projection. There's been a lot of that shit with this COVID stuff, too. Like, a lot of people being able to, like, trying to just, like, shirk shame, I guess. Or, like, just be uh, elusive about it. And it's the same kind of idea where it's just like, hey, man, just because you got COVID, that doesn't mean I'm saying that you're a piece of shit or that you were being... Uh, frivolous or not taking this seriously uh, but also you gotta fucking tell people that shit <laughs> you gotta tell people when you're sick 
And yeah, I don't know why people get so up in arms though. They get defensive, and I think that's usually what it is, is because they they think they fucked up, and they already beat themselves up about it, and they don't want to feel any more bad about it. I think that's what it is. And I think, I think the grave of the week goes to Sr. Young, um, because uh, sure, it's a light, it's a lighter grape, but I think it's also. It's one of those, like, whenever you realize it's Sunday and you want Chick-fil-A, right? When you realize it's, um, you know, <laughs> it's any of those where you're just, like, genuinely get excited about a thing and then it is unavailable to you. I fucking hate that. That sucks. It sucks creating an expectation and then being utterly disappointed by it not being, able, it not being met. So, uh, S.R. Young. The colonel, if you will, um, you get gripe of the week um, for when people have their open signs on and they are not fucking open. Um, I think that's a good one. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I um, and the segments within it. Uh, <laughs> make sure you guys uh, go to CarmenMorales.com and uh, see where I'm going to be performing. I'm performing in a bunch of different places. I'm going to Atlanta. I'm going to Louisville, Kentucky. I'm going to Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. I'm going to Charlotte, North Carolina. I'm going to Appleton, Wisconsin. I'm going to Milwaukee. Uh, I'm going to Iowa. I'm going to Kansas City, Missouri. I'm going to or Missouri. Uh, if you're from there, I'm going to Springfield, Missouri, going to a bunch of places. So make sure you guys go there. Uh, most of the ticket links are up. And if they're not, they will be soon. Um, make sure you guys tell people about the podcast because I'm back, baby. I'm back. Uh, the next episode that I have for you that I will be posting soon is uh, I had a wonderful chat with Mr. Corey Ryan Forrester. That'll be the next episode. And um, from the Well-Read Comedy Tour slash Well-Read Podcast um, and his two other cohorts I've had on the podcast as well. Drew Morgan, very good friend, and uh, Trey Crowder as well. So that's going to be a fun episode for you guys. I hope you enjoy it. Um, I hope you are okay. If you have any fucking gripes you want to give me, you got any shit you want me to bitch about for you, you want some catharsis, my friend, you tell me. Uh, email me, nosirpod at gmail.com. That comes directly to me. Tell me some shit you don't like, and I'll fucking talk about it. How about that? Uh, if you got money, please join the Patreon. Patreon.com slash NoSirPod. And I actually have a dude that's helping me produce the podcast now, so I will have the full video uploads of uh, the last since episode 162 full video uploads. Um, they will be starting to post uh, this week. So I look, I, I hope and I appreciate the patience of people who've, <laughs> who've been uh, uh, patri patrons, patreons, whatever those things are, whatever the right word is. I appreciate you uh, folks being patient with me and uh, you will finally be uh, paid back for you guys uh, supporting me this whole time. And I appreciate you. Uh, you can go to CarmenMorales.com slash merch if you always wanted to get a Carmen's Army t-shirt um, or buy anything from me. Uh, yep. Well, that's it, my friends. I hope you enjoyed yourselves, because I enjoyed talking to you. And, uh, see you next week. Bye! No, sir, I don't like it. 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 No, sir, I don't like it.